1: hello you're listening to me liz earl bringing you wellness with liz earl and today i'm delighted to be dipping into a well-being topic that we've not covered so much recently and that's mental health and psychological well-being you know so much of our well-being and how we feel is so intensely wrapped up in how we think and feel, our moods, our emotions. So I am very delighted to be joined by Ruth Williams, business psychologist and the lady who runs the department store for The Mind. Welcome to Wellbeing Studios. Hi
2: Liz, thank you for having me here.
1: Lovely to have you here. I've got to ask you first of all, what is a business
2: psychologist? So I work with um, organisations and have done the last 20 years using psychology um in all kinds of different ways so business psychologists were also known as organizational psychologists as well um we bring psychology into things like strategic change within organizations so if you're forming mm-hmm. strategy how do you get the people part in you can easily focus on the numbers and what's going to happen, but how do you make sure the people who are working there are still
1: interested and engaged? Very important. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I, I know that growing a business with my former life in the beauty company—you know, growing that from a business of two people into many, many hundreds—and yeah. bringing people on that journey with change. You know, but I think people are wary of change. Do you find that?
2: Yeah, I think people are, aren't they? Yeah. particularly if you're in a big organisation, there's large-scale change happen. Mm they're um, concerned about what might happen to them through that process and often people have I mean, we spend a huge amount of our lives at work, don't we, most of us? So you have a lot of your daily habits that are fully connected through to what you do at work. So when change Mm. is introduced, um, sometimes people go through a cycle that's almost similar to the grief cycle as they let Mm. go of some of their old habits and start moving on and forming the new habits. Really interesting. How did
1: you get into psychology in the first place?
2: What was your trigger? I guess I've always been interested in people. Um, and understanding people and found the little idiosyncrasies that make people uniquely who they are. I've always found those really fascinating. My parents have worked with... um, They work with vulnerable people, homeless people, people escaping domestic violence right from when I was born all Mm. the way through. So I guess that was always always an area of interest. Um, But when it was most strong for me was... um, I grew up in Leicester in the East Midlands and um, I my GCSE I did uh, a drama GCSE and I had this amazing teacher um, and she took us through a process that just brought out sort of this connection between the mind and body and a way of because with drama you need to replicate people so when you start thinking about replicating them and replicating their moods Mm. you get into quite a deep dive. You have to understand what
1: makes them tick before exactly. you can play them? Exactly. Before you can play that's the
2: card. really interesting. And within my class, So I went to a secondary school that was in quite a rough area. There were some girls who were failing at absolutely everything else, but completely engaged with the drama. And I got really fascinated with what was happening there, with when you do something active and you look at the mm. mind and you
1: do a whole physical learning thing. And that was definitely the start of it for me. Very interesting that you talk about that, because in the autumn issue of Lizard Wellbeing magazine, we interviewed Tamsin Gregg, the actress. Yes, I know. And she was very much talking about this element of well being that you get through drama, both as a performer, as an actor, yeah. but also as in going to see a play or, or any production and how it can kind of take you out of yourself
0: yeah. and
1: put you into another world with real people. You know, there's something virtual when you watch it on a screen, it's not the same as actually going to a live yeah. theatre performance or seeing a live concert or something that is quite transporting. It takes you out the day to day and takes your mind to another place. Yeah, and it's fascinating
2: that as well. I think
1: with the live, what
2: happens between the audience and the performers as well, maybe not obviously, mm. but an audience brings
1: a mood and there's an interaction yes. there, something that, that happens that we don't get if we're watching a box set. And also day. I don't get it as a member of the audience. I love going to see live performance and I'm always amazed when you know sometimes I'm talking to an actor afterwards and they'll say, Oh, it was a particularly good night. You know, the audience was especially responsive. And I think, yeah. how do you know that? You know, how yeah. do you yeah. How can you tell that? How can you pick that up from
2: the stage? Yeah, it's fascinating, though, isn't it? That, that connection that goes on between people, and maybe it is things that we could measure if we deconstructed the sound that was going on between, you know, what was happening and the little noises the audience made at different times. Mm. But maybe science will find in the future there is some dynamic or some force of mm. work that we do pick up on and respond to. Um, so, tell us there.
1: about the department store for the mind. How, how does that work, and how did that come about? So, the department store for the mind. Um, Creates um, products
2: and um, books now as well. So we've just moved into creating books as well that encourage people towards daily habits that are good for the mind and body. And the whole intention behind it was to take this idea of retail um, that we're all, most of us anyway, are quite deeply engaged in and say, could we take that idea and create um, and create things objects that um had meaning and had purpose so there's, there's quite a lot of thinking within this area about buying less you know cleansing out the things we have yeah. um and this was trying to subvert that and say well actually it's not about necessarily having less it's having things of meaning and of value and that inform what we do day to day so give well. us
1: some examples what sort of things are you doing
2: so one of the one of the best-selling products that we have is a a little bracelet called 10 deep breaths and it's a beautifully designed unisex simple bracelet with 10 beads on it it comes in a cloth bag and it encourages you to take 10 deep breaths when you need it most mm. super simple yes but um a little bit like the idea of a rosary or something like that mm. you have something to play with yes. that anchors and reinforces what you do and it it's it's incredible the stories that people come back to us and tell us about how this helps them at times of stress or anxiety or it could be times when they just have an important presentation to do and they need Mm. to take those breaths to feel that confidence when they when they come out
1: and how important do you think are things like positive messaging you know i notice a lot of your products have really great slogans and really kind of uplifting words do you think are we' very susceptible there 's so much negativity isn 't there that surrounds yeah. us, and so much when you start looking at what is presented to us as a society on posters or you know in magazines or you know shop windows or whatever that is quite aggressive, quite angry, yeah, and combating that, do you think words are are powerful subliminally I think definitely, yeah, and I love the fact you 've picked that up from the
2: website as well that we do have that in there so. Really core to a lot of what we do, are the ideas of positive psychology and the work of Martin Seligman, um, and the focus on strengths. Um, so, who was he? Tell us about so him. So, he's he's the co- sort of the founder of the idea of positive psychology and um, and strengths. And positive psychology is all about um, encouraging us to do really what you were just saying, which is to focus on our strengths and what we can do, rather than looking for our problems and our faults and how to fix them what's sometimes referred to as a deficit orientation so looking at where the holes are and the gaps and positive psychology takes science and shows us how if we focus on our strengths and the things that are working and the things that we can do and how we can build on those and make more of them we can be more productive more Mm. so than the deficit orientation and um we can find a faster route to feeling happier and more fulfilled and for our bodies as well if those things are happening we tend to experience less stress which means we tend to have less physical problems as well better sleep
1: and and, a chance for the body to repair itself yeah so there's all
2: sorts of things i
1: I mean i love the power of language and the power of words maybe it's because i'm a writer and you know i'm so involved with publishing but i remember talking to somebody who was working with children and saying how important these positive messages are in particular. And, you know, one of the things that I remember her saying is when you're talking to smaller children, and my, my youngest is now seven, so, you mm. know, quite small, but even when he was younger, you know, when you say, when they draw you a picture or something and you say, oh, now that's lovely. Thank you so much. What a lovely picture. Mm. You think that you're giving them, you know, a lovely nice message. They see that as just a bit sort of vague, whereas if you change your language and just say, that's a lovely picture. I love the way you use that blue yeah. to outline that leaf. That's a really lovely use of that yeah. color. Why did you choose the blue? Or you just sort of take it that step further and then they really feel yeah. extra valued. Yeah. And it's such a simple thing, isn't it? And I, I find yeah. myself now doing it automatically whenever you know shows me something. I say, oh, you know, that's brilliant. I you know I love that conker. Isn't it great how that one's so much yeah. bigger than the other one that you chose and but that, that technique it's one of my
2: favourite things. Is it really? Yeah, it's oh one of my favourite things from positive psychology. And I've got two little boys as well who right. are three and six, and I, I use that with them. But I also use that a lot in the training I delivered with organisations. So if you think about in a, in a, an appraisal, you know, a mm. performance review, what we often hear is, oh, yes, you're doing a great job, that very, very general positive yes. feedback. And here are the things I want you to work on, and that's where you get the detail. Right. So what you were talking about with your little the boy detail is more detail to the positive. Mm. And I spent hours and hours and hours and hours, days working with people, talking about how important it is to give that level of detail to the positive. Because when we just say that's a great job, but actually in our minds we've got the idea that Kate actually listened really well to the customers at that point Mm. and her tone of voice and the fact she put everything else down at that point and really paid attention and we want to see more of that And we want to see Kate actually leading the team to do that more she needs to know that yes and we forget we we have we have um you know maybe it's part of British culture but I think it's probably a bit more of a global thing as well we forget to do that so it's great for people but it's amazing for business too because you get the good stuff happening more Mm. and if you focus more on that to spend more of your time on that than you do on looking at the problems. People grow in confidence and strength and often automatically solve the problems without you needing to focus on them. It's almost like a magic. So gosh. Mm. How amazing.
0: Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: and creativity does that come into that how important do you think creativity is for improving well-being well i think creativity
2: is important for all of us because when we think about being creative it gives us an opportunity to um express who we are without lots of bounds and
1: constraints so um it's hard to get it wrong isn't it when you're creative because yeah. no one can say well that shade of pink is wrong no. you know it's you know you either like it or you don't like it or you're using it to express there there's no yeah right or wrongs, it's simply... It simply is. What you're doing, it simply is. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely. And if that's the pink that appeals to you, then why not go for it? So I think for all of us, having a space where we can just say, that's my pink and I love it, and nobody else judges us for that, Mm. is hugely important, because that gives us a sense of being okay with who we are. And I think whatever creative medium you choose, be it theatre or, I mean, when we think, think about clothes, it could be just what we choose to wear in the morning. That can be creative within itself, you know. So finding whatever creative um, outlet works for you is important. I think we all need a little bit of that, and we need it
1: not to be judged, and mm. we need to just be able to do it. We're hearing so much more, aren't we, about the rise in rates of depression, Yeah. particularly with teenagers, mental health issues, and just generally, I think, anxiety mm. and, and depression really seems to be taking a hold what are the sort of simple self-care tips that we could do at home to help protect ourselves from that well um we've
2: we've recently set up a partnership with mental health first aid for england um we're providing products through their site and um we completed their training as part of setting up the partnership so when you ask me that question i'm thinking about all of the things that we learned about there which are very much Although it is first aid, it's also very much about preventing crisis from happening. Um, Their focus is in within the workplace, within secondary schools and the armed forces. But I think a lot of that can be brought back to the home environment. Right at the heart of their their course, they encourage people to develop skills in um, non-judgmental listening. So we're back to what we were talking about before, about not judging. If we can take take time they talk about take 10 take 10 minutes to listen to one another um and notice maybe if people are starting to feel a bit low or look a bit anxious and we take time Mm. to put everything else to the side our phones off and just listen to somebody else what's going on for you and not judge what they're saying for a period of time that's one of the greatest things in terms of care for one another Mm. in terms of self-care i think we need to make sure we're aware of what's going on um for us as well and make sure that we're taking that time for ourselves each day to think about how am I feeling? What's going on for me? Do I have the space in my day to do that? Do I have a little bit I was bit going to say ten minutes, time? you know,
1: ten minutes doesn't sound long, but then when you when you start to think, okay, where am I going to find that ten minutes? Exactly. You know, at what point of the day between yeah. the school runs and the work and the cooking the supper or whatever, or you know, it's just the activities that go on of daily life, trying to still the mind as well.
2: Yeah. And have that
1: time. It's hugely important
2: and not not only for the mind, but for the body too. So physically things happen to us when we take that time and we take a bit of time to reflect. I mean, if you don't want to sit still, walking is a lovely thing to do, Mm. and it's something you can do and fit in without maybe losing that space in your busy, busy schedule. Well, I like walking because
1: you know you're multitasking, aren't you? You know, you are getting some mindful time and and thinking, thinking time with clear space and enjoying nature and fresh air, but you're also being active and doing weight-bearing exercise. You know, she says, "Ever the practical one," (laughs) it's coming back. You can't. I mean, I find it very hard to do things just because. Yeah. For me, I, I always have to have a goal or an, or an end result yeah
2: yeah um, maybe and I'm it, not alone in that I'm sure that you're not alone <laughs> in that at all and I guess the end result sometimes just needs to be to energize and
1: recharge you I mean that yes. that and that Give is that huge value. because
2: if you don't have that you can't do all of the
1: other things that you're fitting you're into your schedule right. as well so I'm interested in you talking about the walk in the rain because that is the name of an amazing yeah. book isn't it that you've put together yeah how did that come about and, and what is it exactly
2: so Walking in the Rain um, is a collaboration um, between myself and um, Katie Steele of Superfunk, who I own Department Store for the Mind with, and all of the different people who have collaborated with us in creating the products that are available through um, our website. And um, I mean, when we when we were looking at books and thinking we wanted to create books, we looked at lots and lots of different ideas. So was it like a self-help book? Well, I guess to an extent it's a self-help book, yeah. But we would like it to sit within the gift section rather than the self-help sh- section in bookshops because we would like everybody to feel they can pick it up and share it um, and I think when, pe- when things sit in self-help there's only a certain, t- a certain sort of people that tend mm. to go and shop there when in it ways. sits there as a gift book then yeah. people buy it for one another in yeah. a completely different way so that's why I hesitate when you say mm. self-help but it is about helping yourself so, yeah, or, helping you know, others. or helping others So so it does sit there and our, our our brand and our organisation is very much about encouraging people towards greater self-acceptance, you know, to take time to reflect and to look more deeply. It's not about saying to people, what you're doing now is wrong and you need to change and this is how you need to be the perfect person you aspire to do. It's something very different to that. So when it came to creating books, we struggled for a while about thinking about how do we keep that, yes. but then write a book um so the way we've done it is we have written stories so each chapter is a different personal story written by a different person about how walking affects and shapes their lives and then at the end of that chapter there is a page that suggests ways in which that story could become a habit,
1: a daily or a weekly, a regular habit. So are these journeys that people have been on to different places, or is it what people think as they're walking? What are the benefits of walking? All different sorts
2: of things. So um, we've got Antonia um, Thompson, and she writes about walking for creativity. So she is a painter in Brighton, Mm -hmm. and she walks um, along the beach when she feels that creative and she goes into lots of different stories and examples about how, um, how walking and different things you can do whilst you're walking to, can help to um, release that creativity. And there's a, there's a wonderful um, study that we refer to quite regularly throughout the, um, out the book done by Stanford University in 2014 and they found that we're 60% more creative when we're walking really yeah, it's more creative while we're walking while we're walking 60% gosh it's huge isn't it I mean so should we really be walk- I mean we
1: can't walk and take notes I mean so what do we do walk and speak into a dictaphone or something or, well, we or just walk do, and yeah. think or walk and talk with somebody else you know yeah. so is that the thing you go for kind of I've heard of you know meetings happening yeah. on the hoof literally so you take your team out and you go for a walk and you chat as you yeah. walk and there is a whole chapter about walking meetings as well. Really? So that's one of the ones that I... Oh, I quite like the sound of that. I could with...
2: definitely do that one. <laughs> yeah. And and there is... OK, so you, the dictaphone's an interesting thing. There might be certain meetings we wouldn't take out because we need to look at presentation or we need to record everything that's said. Mm. But actually, often having a connected discussion is the key part of a meeting mm. and lots of things to record information can distract from the connections that yes. happen during that discussion so i think it's it's quite a good challenge to people running meetings anyway to say could you really not take this out as a walking meeting a walking one yeah and quite a lot I, of yeah, organizations I, do it
1: I, I know from my own experience i, I go running yeah um, particularly when i'm up in, up in london i'll go running around the park first thing in the morning and i often have you know, what I think are flashes of extreme brilliance, obviously, <laughs> as yeah. I'm out. And I, I do worry that I don't capture that. So maybe I should yeah. just kind of speak into my phone or something and, and just capture it. Yeah. And I also enjoy running with others, and, and I do find that we get often quite deep and meaningful conversations mm. going. So that would be what, um, what was being captured by this
2: study by Stanford University. They found something very interesting, though. They found that this level of creativity happens whether you're walking outside or you're
1: walking on a treadmill really yeah which i totally didn't expect That's because very you think interesting. i thought it would be to do with the outdoors and looking at the horizon and all uh, that sort of thing it's something that happens to our bodies and minds when we're actually in the act of walking So do you think that's the rhythmic activity or is it the physical exertion and increase of oxygen?
2: Well, the study doesn't specify exactly what it is. I guess you'd have to do even more sort of neurobiological research to to try and look at what that is. But I would guess that it is the rhythm. I love I love walking, I love cycling as well. And I think mm. when you get into that into that rhythm, it's almost as though that inner chatter is occupied and there's something that's released so you're free to sort of free flow and think. Mm. And I think if you have quite a busy mind and busy life, yes. you need something rhythmic going on
1: like that to distract it almost yeah, to, to silence give you... your inner chatter yeah to silence your inner chatter <laughs> i like lovely. that maybe that yeah. needs to go onto your next set of pencils or whatever because you have all these amazing words don't you One things that yeah. are just very thought-provoking you know i like yeah. the cards tell us about the cards that you do in the little stickers that just yeah. yeah remind us to think in a different way
2: yeah so we've got several different sorts of uh boxes of cards and they're also available as individual cards um we collaborated with a wonderful um contemporary london-based folk um artist called alice patillo um to create a box of blessings and um they're all about um blessings you might want to share with people on all sorts of different occasions so um for example there's one with lots of illustrations about their home and um there's birds on there within the cage that Alice has done as well and it says may your home always be too small to hold all of your friends
1: oh that is
2: wonderful I love that's my favorite one in that in that particular set (laughs) well I
1: think that is a lovely lovely note to end on thank you so much for being with us and inspiring us to be just a little bit more thoughtful and i wish you every success with the book it sounds absolutely fantastic just remind us walking in the rain walking in the rain and is it's right. available on your website it's available on our website through amazon
2: waterstones there's a us version as well if there's anybody in america listening to this
1: that's oh, available yes, as are. well so yeah that will be an early great november to know. thank you thank you so much for being thank with you, us thank you liz thank you thank for you. having me And as always, if you would like to know more, simply head over to lizellwellbeing.com and you can sign up to our free weekly newsletter. And this will also give you free access to all the podcast notes that my team and I put together for each and every episode, including today. So until next time, go well, good mental health and bye bye.